This is Allie. And this is Get, Get Hype! Hype. Everybody, this is the first time Allie and I have recorded at a distance. Woo! Uh, it's an adventure. For anyone who isn't completely aware, and I yeah. think we announced it previously, yeah. you're in Orlando. I am, yeah. Drew and I moved to Orlando, what is, like, in November. Yeah. Yeah. So this is still quite so new. it's been a little while. Yeah, yes. we, we recorded the first four episodes here in Chicago before she left, mm-hmm. and now we are recording our first episode at distance and it's so weird because now there's a lag in hearing your face talk yeah but But like there won't be a lag for our beautiful listeners no there won't because technology is magic it is wizardry (laughs) anyway mel how are you i'm good yeah um what's new with you you, mel oh gosh since we recorded well I don't think I announced it on the show. You since didn't. We recorded. Uh, oh, I'm engaged. Oh, you're engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Super um, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James proposed, and then I counterproposed. Hell so yes. So we're doubly engaged. You're extra engaged. You're more engaged <laughs> than regular engaged people. Yes. It's phenomenal. You can find out all of the gory details of that on Mel's Twitter. Yeah, that's true. If you track back a little ways, um, it's all there. James's proposal happened on Halloween. Perfect. And then mine happened at the end of November. Yep. Allie, how's Orlando? Orlando is a delightful, mysterious place of bleached highways flip-flops, and mysterious sinkholes filled with water that may or may not contain alligators. Oh. It's pretty great so far. I'm going to be really honest. Like, when we moved down, we were... This is the big... This is the biggest thing we've ever done together. Um, You know, we just celebrated our second anniversary, and uh, as a young married couple, moving all the way across the country to a new place that we've never lived before was pretty intense. Um, but we did it, and we were very proud of that, and now we're here, and we're settling in. We're finally hitting a point where, like, things are starting to settle. Our routine, our day-to-day, all of that. It's weird because we went from pretty much playing D&D, like, four nights a week for a year to not. And so right now, we're both kind of going a little stir-crazy, not having a game and not having yeah, you gotta not having a social that. life really because we are still trying to make friends down here. But we do have two friends, and we have roped them into playing D anD D next week. So nice, get hyped for good. that. Oh, yeah, that's great. So things are good. I'm hyped. Uh, for my you. big announcement is not that I got engaged because that already happened two years ago. <laughs> um, but my big announcement is I work at Hogwarts now. Hell yes. I I work part-time at Universal Studios Islands of Adventure in Hogsmeade at Hogwarts Castle at Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, which is pretty dope, and I'm very excited to be there. And uh, it's it's an eye-opening experience being on the other side of the theme park. Ooh. And I'm really, really digging it. It's hard work. It's it's exhausting work, but it's super exciting, Um, and I'm, I'm happy to be there. So it's a cool thing. 
yeah, it's fun. Fun stuff. Awesome. You'll have to tell me a little bit more about what's so eye-opening. Some of it I can't tell you, just because Universal's keeping stuff close to the chest. But there is cool stuff I can tell you about, um, as far as, like, the ride and how stuff works and, you know, what goes into making all that wild and crazy magic stuff, which is pretty cool. But anyway, let's get on Let's get on to our phenomenal guest tonight. Yes, please. Today, we have Meg Dornbrock from the One Shot Network. Hey. Welcome, Meg. That's me. <laughs> Hey, thanks, guys. I'm I'm just here for like the the backstage Harry Potter tidbits. Oh yeah, we can have that conversation off the air right? for sure. Mm, secrets. <laughs> so Meg, tell us who you are and what you do. Oh boy. So as Mel mentioned, uh, from the One Shot Network, I have a podcast there right now called Modifier. That's an interview podcast, and I talk to people about how they change games. Um, and then the show that I'm working on right now that should be launching pretty soon is Tales from Thetis. We actually just wrapped up one of our sessions earlier this afternoon, and it's real good. I am, I am torturing them, and we all love it. <laughs> so it's going to be a show full of feels. And that's a Dragon Age actual play. That's podcast. right, we're, Dragon Age. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to be playing uh, oh, different cool. short stories kind of set in that universe using different systems that meet the needs of the story that we're going to tell. So right now we're using a modified version of Dungeon World mm. um, that is, it's working pretty good. I'm into it. Good. Yeah, that was going to be my first question was how how is that going? Because I know something you're going to have to deal with is explaining why you're not using the Dragon Age system. And yeah. there was a big controversy. Oh my gosh, that's that. right. I forgot about that. Game space is sad. We did start this arc using that system, and I'm still trying to figure out when and where is the right place to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, sure. we've segued out of it and into our mod version of Dungeon World. But um, the short version is that okay. from its outset, Tales from Thetis was always going to use different systems and was always going to be partly an experiment mm. in telling these stories with different systems uh, because that's what I enjoy and that's kind of mm. what Modifier is about. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was part of our thesis from the beginning. We just jumped into it a little faster than we expected to. So My question okay. for you, Meg, is uh, so it's an anthology podcast. It's short stories set mm-hmm. in the Dragon Age universe. Um, what, in your opinion, or what in your setup for this particular podcast constitutes a short story? Is it a one-shot <laughs> episode? Is it a, like a three-parter? Is it like a ten-parter? How do you what do you how do you determine? So my thought is that it's it's more than a one-shot. It's more it's going to be closer, I think, to a ten-parter. So we just fe- wrapped up what I think is going to be episode five or six, mm-hmm. and we are a little over halfway through this story. I think we've got at least two more episodes in us. Um, I am I am still working on the editing for it and how it's going to come out. But that's been my goal is to tell something that's a little bit longer than like. Um, James does maybe spends maybe a month sometimes on on a session or on a on a game, mm-hmm. and that's something I think that they record all in one go, really in one day. Um, and yeah. we've been working on this one since sometime in October, and part of that is because of schedules. Just <laughs> coordinating the schedules of five adult humans is very fun, and I highly recommend it to everyone. <laughs> but we're yeah we're looking for something that lasts a little bit longer, so maybe in airtime, more like two to three months for a story for a, a big arc of a story Mm. so cool that's really cool cool. i like it very cool what have you brought us today what are you hype about god okay i am so hype (laughs) about idol anime 
What does that mean? Japanese idol anime. So, okay. <laughs> um, You're yeah, I am, I'm a trash person. You look pained. I am an actual trash human being. Uh, okay, so cool. So it's it's no secret to anybody that part of my hashtag brand is like magical girls and that kind of anime. And yes. I'm super into that. But a couple of years ago, I got into Japanese idols. So like J-pop uh, musicians, the the groups that are, mm. gosh, we're, we're in the middle of what they're calling like the warring idols period in Japan. Like idols have blown up. There are tens of thousands of these people that like, that's their job is to be these cute teen idols in groups or in usually they're in groups sometimes they're solo um but like their their whole idea is they're marketed like these companies just grab children and market them to people it's kind of bizarre um and there's and and that's this that's the stuff that actually gets kind of sketchy and so what i'm what i'm more interested in and what i like is the part of this subculture that's aimed towards women and so let me t- I'll take you on my my journey here. Awesome. Uh, is a few years ago when the new Sailor Moon anime was announced, Sailor Moon Crystal, um, like 2010 or 11, and they they had an announcement on who is going to do their theme song, right? And it's this J-pop group that I'd never heard of because I didn't really listen to a lot of Japanese music uh, out the openings and endings of of animes like every other right. trash person, which is its own genre. Sure, yeah. Uh, and, and so they make this announcement, I'm reading the article, and the picture of them is super cute, right? And they're this this group of five girls, but their whole thing, their whole, like, shtick is that they have their own, like, idol color. So they're, they're color-coded idols. And, and I was like, oh, this speaks to me. I understand this. Like, you're the <laughs> pink one, and you're the green one. And, like, I under- this transcends the language boundary. And I was doing some reading and I, and like watching all these videos on YouTube and they're really adorable. Um, and I think that's what grabbed me because I knew about idol groups beforehand. I had friends online who are into like AKB48 and Morning Musume and those like big groups that are so full of people, but they, they blend together and I can't like, I can't distinguish who's singing what because I don't know the language well enough to like pick out voices well enough to pick out these things. So it was just completely over my head. But this, they, they, the way they've packaged these girls is they are, you know, here's the red one and she's the leader and here's the green one and she's kind of silly and like this is everyone's little sister. Um, so it's, it was very cute. So I got it. I fell into this hole of, of watching their videos online. Um, and they're the only like real human idol group that I really know much about. My life got out of I li- control. Wait, 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 wait. I like <laughs> yes. that you had to specify real human. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where that's going, but I don't want to jump the gun. Sure. Please continue. Sure. So I think you're probably thinking of, of like, um, God, I just blanked on her name. The Vocaloids. The whole, the, the, mm-hmm. what's, what's her name? The Miku? digital ones? Yeah. Mi- Miku yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Don't at me. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They are, those are actually, yeah, there, there was never a human involved in those. I watched a really cool video on like their, their software packages that people just got really attached to. And they like added Mm -hmm. these personalities and, and um, anime characters too. So they'd be, Oh, this one is the Miku package. This one is the whoever package. And they're all these Vocaloids. I didn't really get into those either because that still falls very much into the space of, idols that are marketed towards guys and it gets a little creepy and skeezy because a lot of Japanese idol culture is like, mm. here, look at these teen girls 
they're very accessible, yeah. you creepy old man. And it's like, that's not fun for me. Um, mm. So I mm. started watching um, back when I, I was spending too much time on Tumblr. I saw some art for a cute looking show that's called Aikatsu. And it's, it is absolutely 100% aimed at selling games and toys and cards and all kinds of nonsense to small girls. And I love it. So the premise <laughs> is that these girls, they're in like middle school. They go to a school that is an idol school. It's an idol academy. They learn how to be idols. They learn how to sing and they learn how to model and they learn how to be actresses um, because that's that's part of what idols do. So they're not necessarily, uh, in the Japanese culture, they're not necessarily considered like serious musicians. They are a, they're mm-hmm. absolutely a commodity, but they are also multi-talented in that like some of them are really good at being, at being funny on variety shows. Like that can be your specialty. You're just very good at that. Um, and some of them are like good at being catalog models or, you know, whatever little niche you could think of. There's like, oh, there's an idol for that. So this show, it's very cute. It's very colorful and it's very sparkly. And when they like every episode, there's a a scene of them performing a song and it's it starts out very poorly, like CG animated. <laughs> it's a little hard to watch early uh, seasons of this show because it is it's very jarring. Um but they get better, and it's 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 like a magical girl transformation when they go to do these concerts, and it's super cute. And all of the conflict, what I like about it is, all of the conflict is that very Japanese, like we're rivals and we're gonna make each other better. Yes. And yes. oh, there's a contest, but we had a tie, or mm. like you beat me, but I'm gonna do better next time. And it's yes. never mean. It is never mean. Yeah. It's the cutest shit. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. It's a concept I was not familiar with until I got real deep into anime in the last, I don't know, year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm right there with you. I love that that theme, that underlying theme. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds so hokey, but it means so much. Like, I, I was watching these episodes week by week, and there's, like, hundreds of episodes of this anime now. But, like, every week it was just a nice little, like, you can do it. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, tiny cartoon girls. I can do it. Like, <laughs> it was very charming. And and this one, like I said, is, is absolutely aimed at little girls and mostly about selling them the toys because uh, they, of course, have their, like, their Aikatsu cell phones that are really a toy you can buy. And the cards that they... Oh, all of their costumes, all of their dresses and stuff are um, trading cards. So you can buy those to use in your, in your games, in your video games, that you play as them and you pick out the outfits that you want. Um, so it's, it's, it's totally a marketing oh thing. Um, but it's just so very cute and charming. So it sounds like they took the whole marketing aspect of cartoons in American media and just said, we could do this oh, yeah. better. Absolutely. It's much, it sounds much more <laughs> efficient. Level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this, is this the same thing? Like I see a lot of videos on the internet where they have these massive events and big, yeah auditoriums and they have like dueling stages of teen bands and like all these people dancing is this the same shit okay it is it is absolutely the same shit this is a deep hole to fall down it's so deep like (laughs) i was i was trying to figure out how to what to hone in on exactly in this idol hell that i am in and that i love (laughs) so much because there's so much of it um, we have we have not even barely scraped the surface. Uh, but what you're thinking of these these giant arenas, right? And everybody's got the glow sticks. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. 
So first of all, the glow sticks, I love this, is Momoclo is is the one that did the theme song for Sailor Moon. And they have their image colors, like each girl has their own thing, um, which isn't entirely new. I think it was just kind of new to me. So individual girls or individual idols, because there are boy mm. idol groups, but they're definitely the minority. Um, they may have their own image color. And then sometimes the unit as a whole will have its own color. And this bleeds over into K-pop, too. Uh, where like groups will have their color. So you go to the shows and you light up your glow stick, the color of the group that you're supporting. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's like in Pokemon. um, There's a really good radio lab on K-pop that they talk about this, this glow stick thing and how like one of the bands like did a thing that was really bad. So during when they're during their set, like nobody lit up their glow sticks and it was a big deal. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, go listen to that. It was very good. It's like primal like support group Mm -hmm. thing. And so, so I think also Mel, what you're thinking of is something that I learned about fairly recently is Momoclo did a show, did a tour of very limited tour in the United States uh, last year. They did like Hawaii and LA and New York. Oh. And I happen to live in New York right now. And I went, we were going to a J-pop show. We're going to see these idols. It's going to be amazing. And we were waiting in line and like the crowd looks pretty normal. Like there's families and children and it's, it's going to be like a fun, fun time. And we go in and I'm standing in the, like the crowd at the front and it's all Japanese men. Oh. And uh they they're all decked out. They all have their uh you can buy these jackets. Um I forget what the jackets are called, but they have like all the merch that you can get and you can get it to support your girl, your favorite idol, so whatever her color is, you you buy her swag. Um and they all have the glow sticks. And we thought they were doing, like, dancing along with the girls, like, the choreography that the girls were doing, because mm-hmm. um, they were super into it. But in the last couple months, I've done some reading on the internet, and no, they were not. So there's a whole thing with fans of J-pop groups where they're called Wota, and the stuff that they're doing, the dances that, that they're doing are uh, Wotage, and they're fan-choreographed dances that they do to the songs that also incorporate like these call and response chants. So it's something that I didn't realize when I was watching anime of idols because they don't include this stuff. You can actually hear the music and it's really great. Mm-hmm. But I noticed at the show that I was having a hard time actually hearing the girls sing because these the fans do these chants uh, along to the music that are very loud and like... Uh, it's a call and response thing, and it's supposed to be supportive. And like we're we're doing our part, and you're doing your part, and we're like it's it's this feedback loop of support. But like I wanted to listen to the band that I came because this is the culture I'm from. Is we sing along with the songs. We don't sing a thing alongside the song. Wow. Um, so they would they they do these chants that are like um oh hi oh hi. So like they're basically saying like yeah yeah yeah. Um or when the girls solo, they chant their the the girl's name. Um. And, and like, it's, it's kind of cute. It's very loud, uh, but it's, it is kind of cute and supportive. But so they're doing that and they're doing these, these choreographed dances. And like, it's a whole subculture thing where like, uh, you're kind of looked down upon if you like your fan base doesn't have these, these dances, you know, like, like, oh, your, your fan group isn't as like cohesive and, and, and coordinated as our fan group. That's so thing. Japanese. It's bananas. You're not, yeah. you're not coordinated. <laughs> you're not efficient. It, yes. Wow. Amazing. So, so that's a thing about live shows uh, that happens, but I really like the, I really like the glow sticks. I think that's super cute. And uh, that's so interesting. That's yeah. fascinating. 
So it's not just bands, though, is it? It's do they all sing or? Yeah, so idols are usually they their their primary thing is is singing. Uh, it's most idols as we know them like don't play instruments. I think some do. They're going to be in the minority, mm. but yeah, it's usually it's usually kids who are they start like young, like in middle school and stuff. So they 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 can teach them how to sing and dance and do choreography and stuff. It's when they start getting older and like learn instruments and branch off and want to have their solo career that they, they maybe become a more established musician and kind of leave that idol title behind. Mm-hmm. The stuff about idols is being like, you know, you're you're young and you're approachable and you're attainable and you're like happy and supportive. And I guess what makes me like the the shows that I like, uh, like Aikatsu and, and Utapri, is that they are aimed at the female audience. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. more, there's a lot more emphasis on that, like, thank you so much, like, you support me, I can do what I do because you, you, you're there for me and you support me and you make me want to be a better idol and the fans are like well you're they're always talking about the idol's determination and like you you support me with your music and it's it's this really cute reciprocal thing of like you can do it basically um and that's what they really focus on between idol and fan and between idol and idol you know the 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 kind of rivalry that they have there they make it this really um just a really sweet thing at least in the media that's aimed more at women than at men. So it's it's like the wider Japanese culture, the wider p- idol culture that gets me a little creeped out. Mm. So that's why I, st- I tend to stick to the, to the cartoon idols. They're very charming. That's fascinating. Yeah. So what what is the variety, though? So you're, you're talking about cartoon idols, but mm-hmm. what... So that's cartoons based on real people? So the... Uh, there's, it's actually kind of the other way around. So with Aikatsu, uh, there are, each character has like their voice actress who does their speaking lines and they have mm-hmm. a, an artist who does their singing voice. Mm-hmm. And the girls who do, who provide the singing voices for the idols in this cartoon actually perform concerts like as their characters. They dress up in the outfits from the shows, you know, they sing okay. the songs from the shows and they, they pretend basically to be that character for the show. And it's, um, it's really cute. So like that one, again, would be aimed more at a younger audience and at a female audience. So you see shots of the concerts and it's all these little girls and stuff that are so excited to be there. And it's really awesome. cute. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's the one I like. And then the one that I'm a trash person on Twitter about is, is about boy idols. Uh, yeah. Tell me about the boys. Oh God. Okay. I need to, <laughs> I don't, I wish I could remember how I got into this, but I need, I know it was because I read reviews for this anime online and I found, I want to, I want to read these reviews to you, these snippets. Please, and, um, please do. So this one, no excitement to watch except seeing the Bishonens in different angles. Well, yes, obviously. Uh, high budget anime of a dating sim aimed towards women. Ostensibly about the power of music, love, and friendship, it is, realistically speaking, actually about jack shit. Okay, well, friend, (laughs) that's where you're wrong. And then these are my favorite. Males watching this anime will lose all mental and physical manifestation of their masculinity. Ah. And I weep for the loss of my testicles who left my body in disgust. Oh, this sounds I read these reviews, yeah, and said I immediately have to watch this show. Absolutely. Yeah. That like like a reasonable person. Yeah. So so that must be how I got into this one. So this show is actually based on a series of like what what's the the PSP? They were Atome games. They were dating games mm. that were about this ghoul for uh, aspiring 
idols and their composers. Uh, and you play the main character, and you're a composer, and you meet all of these handsome, eligible young idols, and you can date them. So they turned it into an anime, and it's very charming. That's wonderful. Uh, do you have to play as a girl, or do they? Your your character is a girl. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Says Mel. Yeah. <laughs> you have this you have this best friend who is who is also an idol and she is a girl she's like the only girl idol i feel like you huh. encounter in this whole series and people are clamoring for a gay tomo route so hard uh, yeah and i think they're right because she's adorable awesome yeah so i watched this anime and it's like it is it's fluffy nothing serious is going on here it's just an excuse to look at pretty boys sing excellent songs i mean that's fair yeah, it's it's just so delightfully free of that gross old man creeper vibe that uh, makes me so happy. Uh, oh man, yeah. And and these guys do the same thing. Is their their voice actors and their singing voice? It's it's all the same person. And so they put on concerts as these as like they dress up in the outfits and they sing the songs and it's fantastic. And I love these ones. Um, I did some some reading and their ages range from like early thirties to mid forties these performers and i was like all right hey get it yeah that's so impressive that. yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like i would be super into going to a concert where my favorite characters from an anime are performing live on stage like i would be super right? into that yeah like it if, looks real if good. we could get yuri and victor nikiforov <gasps> to oh, do a live oh my god on ice Allie, thing, i forgot that would be dope. one of the guys. One of the guys from the the boy idol show is Victor's voice. <gasps> what? It is him. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So you can, Allie. You can. <laughs> send me. Oh, send me those deets immediately. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we should put that in the show notes because it's very come, important. Come down this garbage hole with me. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten to the point. I'm in this garbage hole so hard that I got a Japanese iTunes account and I'm playing the rhythm games. And I love it. I love Meg. it. It makes me so happy. That's that's <laughs> deep cover. It yeah. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you need help. At first when you were describing it, I was thinking about like, man, remember the days when like some girls at school liked InSync and some girls liked the Backstreet Boys and mm-hmm. how there was this like mm-hmm. thing where you couldn't like both and it was very vicious. Mm-hmm. And then there was that hot flash in the pan. In the late 90s, where there were a bunch of girl groups that came out all around the same time, and then none of them existed after a year. And it was like this ghost town, dust blowing in the wind. It was very strange. Ye old girl bands, R.I.P. I know. I feel like I missed that. Like, I never yeah. quite got into the hype of any of them, and I'm like, I, I missed my chance, and so now I'm I'm over here with my anime. Oh, girl, <laughs> I I was I was in sync all the way. Mm. I saw in sync twice in concert. Damn. Thank you very much. It was they were the best shows I've ever seen in my life. The end. I didn't care. Yeah. I when I was young, I was an Ace of Base kid. Yeah. Same. Um, which I am now super upset about yep because i i recently too recently i should have found out sooner but found out that they're all fucking nazis Mm -hmm. so that destroyed my childhood but anyways this is this sounds super cool yeah if you support cartoons then they can never let you down because they're fictional that's true (laughs) you are correct yes 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 the other thing that was brought to mind is the uh 
the episode of My Little Pony Tales where Melody's band is in a battle oh. of the bands. <laughs> and <laughs> that's adorable. Apropos of nothing, she has to babysit her younger siblings who are twins and it's the night of uh-huh. the big band concert and she ends up taking them to the band competition with her mm-hmm. and getting into all kinds of shenanigans. Anyway, My Little Pony Tales <laughs> now on DVD. What, okay, this is a good question that's not off topic. What do you recommend as a jumping off point for people who want to view it with their own eyeballs? Ooh, okay. So if you're into anime, the the boy one is called Uta no Prince-sama, so the Prince of Music or the Prince of Song. The seasons are short. Most of them is on Crunchyroll. Awesome. So that's good. And then the one that I like, the cute girl one, the Aikatsu, they did kind of a soft reboot not too long ago so it's Aikatsu Stars and there is a really good site for subs but they do a really nice good job so that's only cool that's only in its like second season I think um, and it's it's real charming it, it gets like the Rad. same points across basically as the first one and they have really come into their own in terms of art style and computer animation stuff um, so it looks a lot nicer. That's awesome. Yeah. As for the games, I think the only one you can get in English is like the Love Live rhythm game. And I know people are all about Love Live, but I, I think that one starts to stray away from my comfort zone a little bit. So, I mean, it's a fine rhythm game, I'm sure. But uh, And when you say rhythm game, is this on a phone or a computer? Mm-hmm. It's a uh, phone. Yeah. So phones or tablets. I know people play on, on tablets. So like you can use all of your fingers. Mm, okay. Mm. And I do see. The things, yeah. Those are hardcore people. the 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 phone games or the mobile games get like that's a whole other well that I am like peering down into and terrified <laughs> to death of. So rhythm game is that like? Are we talking like Parappa the Rapper? You're tapping buttons to do something, or are we talking like Rock Band? So Parappa the Rapper, I didn't play, or I'm not too familiar with. It's kind of like Rock Band. So like the the things fly across mm-hmm. the screen, and you poke the you boop the things when the things go across. Yeah, this is all, all technical terms. <laughs> um, cool. They're all set up a little bit differently, but mostly it's it's tapping when the things happen. Okay, cool. Tapping when it happens. Yeah. Awesome, Allie. We obviously have some research to do. Yeah, we're talking about, like, color-coded swag and fictional personas in a live concert setting. This is is my language. I'm into this. Come join me in hell. (laughs) Awesome. Well, if anyone wants to get a hold of you to talk to you about (laughs) idols, how can they talk to you? So uh, find me at my garbage Twitter. That's where I live. And uh, it's at Meglish, M-E-G-L-I-S-H. Just make sure I'm okay. Just check on me every (laughs) once in a while. Um. Hey, Meg, you okay? (laughs) It's it's cool. It's cool. We're doing an event. I got to do this event. You got more idol stuff yeah, to talk yeah. about? I gotta, I gotta pull, I gotta pull cards. God, you pull cards, and there's different rarities, and you gotta get all the outfits <gasps> with the cute boys. All the outfits. All the outfits with the cute boys. Um. <laughs> yes, awesome. please check on me on Twitter. That's probably the best place to find me. Is I'm bad <laughs> at answering most everything else on the planet. And then my podcasts po- slash podcasts maybe by the time this comes out are at oneshotpodcast.com. Awesome. Well, make. Thank you so much. This very, for very special about this magnificent category of stuff yeah. we had no idea existed, and now we do. 
And now we have a whole new whole dungeon. Yeah, now if I walk into a cocktail party after work and people are talking about idols, I will be able to have a conversation with them, at least for the duration of that cocktail party. If they are, please call me immediately, because how does that happen? I I want to be there. (laughs) I'll put you on speed dial. Thank you. I feel like we can just say, oh, I'm sorry, were you talking about idols? I'm sorry, Boy, were you talking about do I have Akatsu? a thing to tell you? Or was that the Prince of Song? I'm I'm confused. <laughs> or was that? No. My bad. Oh, oh, you weren't talking. Oh, I thought you were talking. Well, let me tell you about it anyway. Thank you. Thank you for letting me do this with at you. That's the whole point. The whole point. This this is the point of this Bless podcast. You Thank you so much for being here, Meg. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. This was super fun. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we hope you got a little bit hype about this. Or maybe it triggered some interesting ideas for things that you are hype about that you'd like to hype at us. Yeah, please do tweet at us. We are at GetHypePod or email us at GetHypePod at gmail.com. We've got a whole list of people that we'd love to get as guests, but we also want to know what you want to hear. Thanks for listening and stay hype. Stay hype, guys.